The following is a hockey podcast out of Vancouver and Surrey, British Columbia. It'll only consist of a lot of puck talk and even more BS, or in actual words, banter and satire. Enjoy and as always, go Canucks go. Ah, talk about a buzzkill. Called me Buzzkill Begsy, but the Canucks, you know, they're the third best team in the Pacific Division by points percentage. Come on, man. But you know what? Are they actually the third best team? We're going to touch on that next here on your third favorite Canucks podcast, Locked on Canucks. Your Locked on Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, welcome to another episode of Locked on Canucks. My name is Trevor Beggs, Canucks writer and part-time credential media member for Daily Hive Vancouver. Before we dive into the show, we got to thank you. Yes, you right now listening for tuning in to Locked on Canucks. It's your team. Every day, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure you go subscribe or follow us on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts if you haven't done so already. And before we get into the show, I also got to say that today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Coming up on today's episode, we're going to take a closer look at the Canucks the Golden Knights, and the LA Kings, the three best teams in the Pacific Division, the three-headed Mazda, if you will, and see how the Canucks stack up to their rivals. And, you know, Kyle, aside aside from all that, you know, rival talk, how they stack up, it's just nice that we're talking about the Canucks, you know, whether or not they're the best team in the Pacific Division. Because, you know, just like, what, a month and a half ago, we're like, is this even a playoff team? So that's nice. That's nice, okay? Mm -hmm. Uh, We're also going to touch on uh, you know, with the cuts of this cap space, do they need another top six winger? And then we're going to get to a little preview of the Vegas Golden Knights versus Canucks tonight at Rogers Arena. Um, and, with a, and we'll tell you a little pregame prophecy. Before we do all of that, most important thing I got to do is introduce my co-host, Kyle Bowen. How you doing, brother? One love, one love, one love. Hey, shout out to uh, Water Street Cafe, Gastown, man. They uh, they treated us right, man, for real. Last night, don't those dinner. Shout out to Keep Clarity. Good times, man. Good times. How does that connect with Locked On? It does. This show isn't really possible without the Don't Doze Art Lab. Uh, more importantly, this is, again, the show that gives you your Canucks every day. Man, oh, man. Uh, you brought up a couple things during your little spiel in the beginning of the show, and I know we got an itinerary for the show, but I want to bring this up before we get into, again, what's quote-unquote planned. I would love, and we brought this up with the Colorado Avalanche, right? The rivalry thing. I would love for tonight's game to really, really start something between these two teams. Now, these two franchises somewhat connected when it comes to a quote-unquote rivalry because of that bubble playoff series from a couple of years ago. Uh, Maybe that could be part, again, of the story. And maybe the new chapter of this story starts tonight. I could feel it. I could feel it because both teams kind of need to win. Vegas struggling. Struggling bad. I didn't know they started the season 11-0-1. Now look at the record. The Canucks kind of swimming in mediocrity for two weeks. In my opinion, both teams need to win. The Canucks need to prove themselves. The Vegas Golden Knights need to get off this schneid. It's a big game, a big moment, and fireworks could start tonight at Rogers Arena. Yeah, let's go. Let's hope there's a better result than uh, last year against Vegas, Kyle. I think this was the last game you and I attended together. It was about this time of year. It was late November against Vegas. Canucks up 4-2. Uh, and then losing the game 5-4 at Rogers Arena. But this is a different Canucks team, baby, okay? Patrick Alvin putting together a different squad. The Canucks are firing on all cylinders so far this year. 
Um, but like you said, Kyle, both teams, you know, struggling a little bit despite being two of the best teams in the NHL. And you know, kind of when I set off the hop that the Canucks are the third best team in the Pacific Division, uh, that is by points percentage. Because if you look at the overall standings, uh, look at the NHL standings right now. Let me just list you off the top six, okay? New York Rangers in first with 33 points. Golden Knights second with 32. Boston Bruins third with 31. Your Vancouver Canucks fourth overall in the NHL with 31 points. Colorado Avalanche fifth with 30 points. And the LA Kings, who just lost last night, suck it in sixth place with 29 points. Now, you know, big game tonight. Uh, we will talk about, um, you know, the pregame a little later on in the show. But I really want to take a look how the Canucks stack up against the Vegas Golden Knights and Los Angeles Kings. And, you know, one of the most interesting parts about this is, you know, after playing Vegas tonight, we don't see either of these teams until, you know, the the basically the home stretch of the season. I believe Jeff Patterson tweeted this out, but I, I noticed it too. I, I believe, what, seven or maybe maybe six or seven of the teams lost 21 games are against the Vegas Golden Knights and LA wow. Kings. Uh, it's going to be a bloodbath. Say that again. The season. Say that again. Seven of the final 21 games are against uh, the Vegas Golden Knights and LA Kings. Bro, um, that's huge. I thought yeah. you said seven of the next 21. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I looked at the schedule. I don't know if that's right, but damn, seven of the last 21 games of the Canucks regular season are against those two teams. So, again, the rivalries will not only begin to brew, but provide some of the best hockey games that we've seen in a while. Because I think this part of the market has definitely been deprived of just, like, meaningful. Like, I know, metaphorically speaking, or realistically speaking, all these games are meaningful. But, you know, those classic hockey games... Like when was the last time we just felt the classic hockey game? Remember that? Remember that game in 20, 2009, I'm sorry, against Chicago? It was like game 75 of the regular season, and they were just a brouhaha. Burroughs, Duncan Keith pulling the hair, uh, Burrish uh, going over. You know what I'm saying? Like games like that? Yeah. We haven't seen that in forever in Vancouver. And I think there's a good chance that one starts tonight, and you just brought up that stat. Holy, that is crazy. Seven of the last 21 games are against the two pillars that Trevor Beggs has done some research on. In the Pacific Division, man, oh, man. Uh, you know what, Kyle? Maybe it's a good thing that the Canucks are playing the Golden Knights and not the Kings today because the Kings are absolutely buzzing right now. I know they lost last night to the Washington Capitals, but they got goalie more than anything. Uh, that team's on a heater, and it's pretty obvious why. Um, you, you look at uh, their 5-on-5 five -five profile, and they're the best 5-on-5 five -five team in the league right now. They generate a good amount of chances. They score on a good amount of their chances, and they allow next to nothing. They have a, the best expected goals for percentage in the NHL at five on five. You know, look at the Canucks and Golden Knights at five on five in, in terms of expected goals uh, and some other possession metrics. Both are kind of middle of the pack, to be honest. Uh, the Golden Knights have the 16th highest expected goals. Canucks have the 18th highest. But the reason why the Canucks have been better at even strength so far, I mean, they actually, I believe they lead the league in even strength goals right now. It's because they're clinical finishers, right? Some of that's due to puck luck, but the Canucks have scored uh, one of the highest percentages of even strength goals in the NHL this season. So you know, heading to this game, um, you know, the Canucks got four lines that they can roll. Vegas has four lines that they can roll. Uh, but the Canucks got the elite finishers that should put them over the top. Now, one area where, and, and this is weird to almost say this, but the Canucks theoretically have the third best special teams um, when you look at their special teams compared to the Golden Knights and Kings. And that's mainly because, it sounds weird because the Canucks have such a good power play, right? But the Golden Knights and Kings have, you know, top half of the league power plays and elite penalty kills. So, you know, the Canucks, if you add up the power play percentage and penalty kill percentage, 
you know, they actually have the third best special teams compared to the Golden Knights and Kings. So that's that's something you don't love, Kyle. No, but that makes sense too. I mean, the Canucks penalty kill. Um, you know, Tockett likes to be super optimistic about it and lean on the fact that he sees improvement. But at the end of the day, I do think, especially over the last couple of weeks and just throughout the season, we're good for a power play goal against a game. And maybe that's better than letting two power play goals against per game, but it's bare minimum when it comes to having any side of optimism again towards your penalty kill. Because, again, in reality, it's trash. It's trash. It's trash. Yeah. And it's going it, yeah. it, to, if, if they don't get that fixed, I mean, it's going to be a big reason why they won't be able to get out of, like, let's say a first round or a second round. And we're already in game 23. And if you really want to break it down, we're like in game 100 of this team, again, having just a historically bad penalty kill. And maybe it is time yeah. to, like, not have JT Miller and Patterson kill penalties, man. For real. When Suter comes back, I can oh, see. I think it. that's a. Yeah, I think that's an interesting conversation because, you know, the Canucks have the 22nd best penalty kill in the league right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a lot of metrics are saying that their goaltending is actually bailing them out. Whereas last year, they had like the worst penalty kill save percentage in the league. So, um, you know, five on five, the King, honestly, the Kings in every metric, whether it's uh, combined power play and penalty kill, whether it's five on five, the Kings are the best team in the Pacific Division mm-hmm. right now. Um, you know, and the, the points percentage reflects that. I think, you know, you look at goaltending. And that's another area where, you know, you think Thatcher Demko and you're like, yeah, the Canucks have got the best goaltending in the Pacific. Well, that's it. Not so fast, right? Uh, you know, it's funny. I know a lot of insiders kind of doing their like, you know, quarter of the season awards winners and a lot of Canucks getting love and deservedly so. And Demko is a Vesna pick long, among a lot of writers. But he actually has the third best save percentage among starters in the Pacific Division. Damn. <laughs> like Aiden Hill leads the league right now with a .933 save percentage. And Cam Talbot is uh, just after him there. With a nine three one, Dr. Demko fifth in the NHL with a nine two eight save percentage. So mm-hmm. it's crazy how good all these goalies have been in the Pacific. Uh, I mean, it's almost more surprising how good Hill and Talbot have been. But uh, I think another big difference is that the Gold Knights have an elite backup in Logan Thompson. Like Casey DeSmith's been good, but his save percentage is down to nine oh seven, whereas Logan Thompson's got like a nine seventeen right now. So mm-hmm. I don't know, Kyle. Maybe I'll throw it to you. Which which of these three teams is the best goaltending? Dude, Dem- come on, man. Vancouver and Demko, man. Come on. Or Vegas and Aiden Hill, because he's got that Stanley Cup pedigree, and he's just been on such a heater for a long time. I'm still taking Demko, though, man. He's too elite. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I mean, this is not like an outlier situation, but it's just more fascinating that, again, all three of these teams are having superb performances in between the pipes. And we're talking, like, you brought up five out of the six goaltenders are, like, up there in the top 15 and safe percentage, probably, you know? That's, yeah. I mean, that's, Something that would make sense for, again, teams that are picking up a lot of Ws early on. And you just got to hope if you're a Canucks fan and you're really, really hanging on to this team needing to finish with a top two spot that the floor falls for Talbot and company in L.A. Like, it can't last. Because I don't know, man. Aiden Hill seems like a cocky goaltender. The Vegas Golden Knights, like like a confident team in general. I could see that last, but let's just hope that, again, Talbot doesn't do this that being said we've seen Talbot throughout his career a couple of times be pretty damn good yeah he's got he's got some talent man and you know even I was digging into the best goaltenders at even strength over the past three years you know Talbot Demko and Tal uh, uh Hill are all top 20 among like I think 80 or 90 goaltenders who have played a decent amount of minutes over the past three seasons so 
you might not think of Hill and Talbot being elite goaltenders, but you know that they've they've definitely been been up there. No, those are the two goaltenders for Team Canada. There you go, man. <laughs> Holy! It could happen. Like <laughs> Hill and it, Talbot. It could happen, man. It could happen, dude. For real. Yeah, that's uh, it's crazy. That's man. something else, um, dude. Let's I beat the Golden wanna... Knights, man. F all these. Like, I don't want to stroke off both these teams, man. F both these teams, man. I just want to win tonight, man. Again, I said it last night, and I and I meant it, man. I need a win for my ego. I need a win for my ego, man. This team's won a lot of games this season, the Vancouver Canucks, that is, and it's all been good, and it feels good, and Hironic and Besser are, are, again, emerging as elite talents to join Hughes, Miller, Demko, and Patterson. But at the end of the day, a third of our wins, man, against two of the worst teams in the league. I know Edmonton's playing a little bit better here. I just want to beat a real team. Again, we've done it. A couple times, we did it one specific time against Dallas. I want that type of performance tonight, okay? I want my ego to be lifted by a dub. Not just a solid performance. I don't want no moral victory. I want the Canucks to beat up on the Vegas Golden Knights tonight. Let's go. There's opportunity there for the Canucks to do so. We'll touch on that later, but before we do that, uh, in the next segment, we want to touch on the calf space, okay? Do the Canucks need another top six winger? And, you know, I think uh, facing off against a Golden Knights team tonight that has... A guy like William Carlson on their third line. You know, they got some talent spread throughout the lineup. Uh, I think this question becomes a bit more pertinent, okay? But before we do that, I got to let you know that this episode is brought to you by... I'm a big last-minute deals guy, and I found that the best place for killer deals at the last minute is game time. At game time, you know, they got my back. I get these emails from Nicole at game time, and she's always teasing me with concerts and events this week in my area. Not only are those weekly emails a tease, but GameTime also offers me flash deals on last-minute tickets. You can get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. Now, I have no choice but to get off my white rear end and check out a local show on a Friday night. So snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Okay, okay, you're back on another episode of Locked on Canucks. My name is Kyle Bowen. More importantly, that right there is Trevor Beggs. And again, even more important than all that, this is the show that provides you with the West Coast bias, okay? For real. And gives you your Canucks every day. Hey, speaking of that West Coast bias, man, I got to bring this up again just because I want to put it out in the air, man. I, I believe in... The energy, the spirits, you got to lean on your neighbors for support and inspiration. Man, oh, man, uh, today's a day, man. Today's a day, Begsy. I know you've been going through it, too. Drive home to some Nelly title, man. Like, really soak in that Ooh, West Coast bias, man. Here we go. For real, man. People always talking about it's hard to make it out of the city, and I don't know, man. 20 years ago, Nelly Furtado was one of the biggest things ever, and she made it out of Victoria. So just believe, Begsy, okay, that you can be that person. Straight up. Should, oh, the, should the Canucks bring Nelly Furtado to Vancouver to sing the anthem every every game? I don't know. I don't know. Might, might be worth it. You know, when I listen to Nelly Furtado, anything's possible, man. Anything's possible. Dreams Ooh. come true when you listen to Nelly Furtado. Anything. You last at least 1.5 minutes longer when you listen to Nelly Furtado. Whoa, damn. Okay, because confidence. I get it. I get it. Nelly Furtado, yeah. she brings you confidence, <laughs> possibilities, and 
that supplies length in bed. Uh, yo, speaking of length, man, I think I think we have to be realistic and talk about this. And I heard Halford and Bruff talk about it this morning, and it's it's JT Miller. And leaning on the fact that right now your hockey team has one of the greatest one-two combinations down the middle in the league. How long is that going to last, though? JT Miller, again, I'm 30 years old. I feel like I'm going to go forever, for real. But how long can JT Miller be top five, top ten in that position in the league? One or two more years? One or three more years? And if that's the case, does that make this question that we're going to try to answer as well right now even more serious? And that's, should the Canucks get some help in their top six? Yeah, it's a it's an interesting question, and I would say it's more of a want than a need right now, in the short term at least. You know, you brought up an interesting point about JT Miller, and I think you know maybe a couple of years down the road when he's not quite the dominant player that he is right now, maybe he is better off on the wing. Like maybe you do get a second line center, maybe JT Miller is your third line center or whoa, or a top whoa, six whoa, winger. Whoa, whoa. You know, I'm talking down the road here, right? Like the guy, the guy's in his prime right now. He's doing his thing. And 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 honestly, unless JT Miller, you know, knock on wood, as long as he stays healthy, I think he's going to be an impact player for another five seasons. Like okay. just looking at, well, I dove into the comparables before in terms of like his production, and you know, Blake Wheeler was a was a pretty strong comparable for him, and JT Miller is above Blake Wheeler, and Blake Wheeler was an impact player until mm-hmm. about the age of thirty five. Okay, so uh, that's kind of how I see things for JT Miller. Who knows? He could even be the next Joe Pavelski. That's that's re- that's real dreaming right there, though. Um, you know, right now, just based on the need on the for the Canucks to improve their defense based on the fact that, yeah, they have cap space, but they don't have a ton of cap space. I mean, they're still operating in LTIR. I think they got about $4.3 million in cap space right now. I think it's always good to add some, it's, well, adding a top six, play, top six player is never a bad thing, but I wouldn't say it's a need right now. Like I look at a team like the New York Rangers and, you know, part of the reason they have such a deep offense is that their their young guys are finally starting to click, right? Alexis Lafreniere, Philip Hedel, no Capocalco's on the shelf right now, but he was starting to find his game. That's what you need. And with the Canucks, I kind of see that for a guy like Nils Hoaglander. Nils Hoaglander's been dynamite this season. He's a guy that I think could be in a top six role or is at least trending in that direction. Uh, but I don't know, Kyle, how do you feel? Like, do the Canucks need another top six winger in your eyes? I think, I think sure, 100%. I mean, they could lean on Hoaglander to be that person. They could lean on maybe getting some superb-like performance from LeCaramacki next season or Pat Colson, blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, this team is so much in dire need of more quality NHL defensemen that don't panic under pressure, that can play a poised game, that can hold their own. And if the Canucks are going to do any shopping in the big variety, you know? And when we say that, I know they're on, well, I think Rick Dollywell said that the Canucks are not interested in trading a first-round pick. That's not going to happen. Well, let's say they do, right? Let's say Rick's not right, or they trade a second-round pick this season. They got to do so in a trade that, again, involves a defenseman. It's just the biggest hole on this team. Mm-hmm. I get I get, or, where, or I get, where the people yeah. are coming from, you know? it's Well, not the people. Again, Halford and Ruff brought up this point. It just made me think, like, okay, that's true. 
That's true. JT Miller's really, really good right now. He's playing like he's 94, 95 overall. Like, is this going to happen again? Will he tailor off and be a 90 overall player, an 89 overall player, which is good, good and fine and dandy, but it's not, again, this premier JT Miller that we're getting this season. Is it that time to make that top six super powerful? And instead of having PDG mm-hmm. there consistently, like, get a real, real top-line winger. Makes you think. And those top-line wingers, a lot cheaper than top four defensemen. Hmm. Yeah, gotta be the right fit, though, right? I mean, you know, guys like Bovillia and Garland, like we kind of saw them as getting paid like top six wingers, and mm-hmm. lo and behold, True. neither was a consistent top six winger for your Vancouver Canucks, right? So it really does have to be the right guy, and I think wingers are the position where you can find the most value, which is why I'm probably more hesitant. I, I see the point, though, right? Juice that top line, a PDG, like he might be my guy, but uh, yeah, it's kind of tempting when you think of someone, someone else in that role. Uh, who can put up 60 to 70 points a season for me. I think it's not even just defenseman, but like center depth would be a bigger concern for me. Like, you know, shout out to Nils Almond. Like he's done his thing this year. Now they got PS2 to locked up for two years, but that's a position as well where I'm like, you know, you lose, if you lose um, a suitor or a Bluger, do you trust Almond to be playing regular minutes? Mm-hmm. Do you want someone better as a third line center? Do you want to bump suitor down the lineup a bit? Like to me, that's a conversation too, because Damn. You know, I look at both, can tie this back to the Kings and Golden Knights, right? Uh, the Kings have William, or the Golden Knights have William Carlson as their third line center right now. Mm-hmm. And the guy leads the team in points. The Kings have Pierre-Luc Dubois, $8.5 million third line center right there. Um, but it's because they have Kopitar and Deneau. So Damn. It's, it's it's food for thought, man. I, I I would lean towards defenseman or center for the Canucks to, to utilize that cash base rather than a wigger. Wow, that's an interesting take, but one that makes a lot of sense. This season's just been so fascinating because, like, look how we're talking right now. I don't think this is delusion. I really don't think it's delusion. Again, we're talking about this team being a team that buys, buys premium players. Like, who's one of the biggest grabs this season to trade for, you know, on that trade list? Are the Canucks in the market for that? I think so because I think think this season has, like, the expectations have leveled up. I know the standard is still being – improved and still being looked at and still being analyzed and ultimately still being set. This team is still very young on the rise, but I feel as if Albion and Rutherford and company are leaning on the possibility of a little bit of lu- a little bit of luck striking the Vancouver Canucks and this being a unit that can actually make a deep run in the playoffs cuz it can happen, man. It can happen. The pieces are there. Is the experience there? I don't know, because I was going to bring up the Florida Panthers. Like, look what they did last year. This being said, that organization in years prior, you know, they were gaining experience, whereas the Canucks don't have any of any, like, meaningful game experience in recent history. But, again, I think the Canucks' upper management is is leaning on, like, a 12% chance that this team can make a run to the cup. Yeah. And so they should, man. So they should crank that Nelly Furtado. Let's go win the Stanley Cup, baby. Let's so go. If we make the playoffs, like, invite Nelly Furtado to game one. Just do it. Yeah. Just do it, man. They got some TikTok stars showing up and whatnot. Baby, no money. That's all cool. I like it. Whatever. You know, BC love. Shout out to your BC buds. But game one of the playoffs, when was the last time we played a home playoff game? Invite Nelly Furtado into the building, man. 2015. Holy crap, man. It's been way too long. Yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, Trevor's trivia here. How old do you think Nolan Furtado is? 47. 44. Yeah, 44. there you go, man. 
and still one of the most beautiful women in BC, aside from my uh, my wife. Uh, on the, in the final segment, you know, before the Canucks win the Stanley Cup, they got to beat the Golden Vegas Golden Knights tonight. Uh, we're gonna do a quick pregame prophecy, but before we do that. I got to let you know, passion, drive, and patience is what brings home the winning trophy. And it's also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts to choose from for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash, baby. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusion supply, eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers. Okay, okay, you're back on another episode of Locked on Canucks. My name is Kyle Bowen. That right there is Trevor Beggs. And for the third time, this is the show that gives you that West Coast bias in your Canucks every day. It also brings you the friendship between Beggsy and I, and a friendship that is built on every day. Every day, man. We're looking to grow this friendship, and it's easier to do so when you ask this question. Hey, Beggsy, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing great, man. You know, the, the work Christmas party t- is tonight, so I'm going to have to do my best to, uh, to ignore my coworkers and check my phone so I can watch this game. Dude, just have it <laughs> on. Like, come on, bro. It's, any Christmas party that's going on in the lower mainland, all of BC, or within the next couple of weeks, have a TV in the room and put the Vancouver Canucks game on. Uh, the party is better when there's a game on that matters. You don't have to be a hockey fan or not. You, it just, like, have something on. It's like... It's a conversation starter as well. Dude, have it on, bro. No excuses, Begsy. I want you watching the game today no matter what. Sacrifice your job for the game, okay, tonight. <laughs> it's just the truth, man. It's going to be a good one, too. Like, we're not facing yeah. oh, the Arizona yeah. Coyotes. We're not facing, you know, the Anaheim Ducks. This is, again, for my ego, a must-win game. It really is. And I know you're going to make some predictions very soon, and I'm hoping that, you're overly optimistic that the Canucks are going to dominate tonight against Vegas. Yeah, I'm not going to quite go as far as dominating, but, um, you know, the Vegas Golden Knights have been in quite a few shootouts this season, and the Canucks have yet to be in one single shootout. Uh, The Vegas Golden Knights have actually won three shootouts already this season. I say that that streak ends tonight. The Canucks are going to pick up a dub in in the shootout uh, this one's going to go a little bit longer, though. You know, you got Demko, you got Aiden Hill, you got two of the best goalies in the league. I think it gets down to Nils Huglander, who pots the game winner for your Vancouver Canucks. I'll, I'll call it a uh, a 4-3 Canucks win in a shootout. Huglander with a shootout winner. Damn, I like it, man. They expect Nils Huglander to be one of the most impactful players tonight based on A, offense, or B, being a pest. In the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, they got a lot of comrades. The camaraderie on that team heavy they play big boy hockey they're not afraid of anything and i know hoaglander is gonna interrogate and they're gonna want to handle it and it's gonna be fun to watch i think hoaglander becomes a better player he doesn't shy away from the physicality and he kind of lives off the feeling of the game and uh, we've become such a uh niels hoaglander bias powered show and 
I just want to see this guy become better because I think he has the recipe to be a capital X factor when the games matter. Yeah, hundred percent. And uh, you know, for me, he's a guy that really gave me pause about this whole like, can I see another top six winger? Because mm-hmm. I think they might have a cost controlled one in Nils Hooglander for this season and next season, baby. Let's go. And speaking of let's go, let's go, man. Let's get out of here. Hey, God, you got anything, to say to, anything to say to the people before we head out? The future's bright, man. For real. Don't sleep on twenty twenty four. For real. Tomorrow won't last. Twenty twenty four won't last as well. It's just the truth. Gear up and. Have the biggest year of your lives. And I know you started the show off with us being, you know, potentially the third best Canucks podcast out there. Maybe we're like ninth or 12th. Maybe we're first in people's hearts. Uh, But in the future, I do know that this show's going to get a lot bigger. And at the end of the day, it's not about where it ranks. It's about the product that we produce. And I'm pretty excited to like go into 2024 feeling a little fresh with everything production that goes on within the studio. So expect some changes and... Let's do it, man. Let's keep having fun and enjoy the game tonight. Begsy, sign us out. Oh. Hell yeah, buddy. And uh, shout out to the listeners. Again, you know, we love what we do here on Lockdown Canucks, but we are nothing without you listening right now. So shout out to you, whether you're an everyday or an occasional listener or first-time listener or a new subscriber. God, we love each and every one of you and your families and your dogs, too. Uh, coming up, the Friday fun show tomorrow. Uh, working title, okay? Uh, we're going to recap the uh, Canucks-Golden Knights game. The Canucks win over the Golden Knights, uh, and we'll look ahead to the weekend against the Calgary Flames. But and, uh, until then, I'm... Tra- <laughs> Begsy cut out. Okay, until then, this was Locked on Canucks, your team every day, your Canucks every day, the home of the West Coast bias. Go Canucks, go. F the rest, F the ops. Straight up, yeah. We talked about the other teams way too much today, man. Go Canucks, go. Peace.